With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to rumble are you ready humble (laughs) are you sure oh i'm sure arnold and this is the movie dummies podcast (laughs) i'm joe i'm adam yeah we are both movie dummies and this week we're gonna talk about commando are you sure yes i'm sure 1955 1955 85 bucks. 1985. <laughs> yeah, this movie came out the same year as Back to the Future. Remember that. Right. <laughs> and just small little things, the budget was $10 million. Yeah, $10 million. Made its money back. $57 yeah, million. Space. So, um, yeah. And what that movie really did was it created the formula for every other Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever to be made. So thank you, Commando. Um, well, and just every other action movie, dude. Well, no, this is specifically Arnold. We'll talk about that in a little bit, though. So... Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. <laughs> Before we get into it, you know. Now I do. Uh, that didn't make sense. I lied. Ah, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Before we get into it, what'd you watch this week, bud? All right. So uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to catch up on the things I wanted to, but there was one thing I wanted to get in because you told me the first one you said uh, Leo gets. I yeah. thought you meant you were doing like the impersonation at the end of a podcast for the coming week. Oh, and no, I was no. like, oh, that's awesome. But you're talking about Leo Getz on the TV series Lethal Weapon. So mm-hmm. I watched that. Um, surprise, surprise. I mean, that's one of my go-tos for the week. I didn't But something I started this week that's really good that I like, it's right up my alley, mm-hmm. is History Channel's 6. Oh, okay. I've heard good things. Um, it is really good. It gives you a little bit of dose of reality. I mean, it is Hollywoodified, um, but uh, sure. but it it, do, it it makes you kind of see like what some people go through um, on multiple levels. Like we forget about how the world can be. Anyways, sure. Uh, but I'm also a big fan of uh, I, I always forget his name. Um, Oh, come on. What's his name, dude? Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's, I know, it's horrible. Um, Walter Boggins. Walton Goggins? Walter, Walton. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, that's his name. Well, I said Walter, didn't I? You said Balter. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, Walton Goggins, so... Um, I, everything he's been in, he's been really good. He's a solid um, character actor, man. Great. What's uh, he is? He was awesome in Predators that remake. Oh yeah, wasn't the best remake, but he was solid in it. That's he fine. was great in Justified. Um, oh yeah, he's he's big time Justified. 
Oh yeah, he, I mean he's 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 one of those. He's got range. So I started that. That was really good. Um, other than that, the only other thing I got in was our movie, dude. So that's it. <laughs> you didn't even ever, ever finish Ash versus the Evil Dead. Um, not since I started the second. I mean, we talked about it. I think no. I got the second. Did I tell you I already got? I got the second DVD for the season. Yeah, you told me that. That was on the last yeah. episode. So two weeks ago. Okay. Right. So I haven't done much. Like I said, life has been crazy busy. I haven't got hardly anything gotcha. done. Well, to be oh. fair, I haven't done much more. Oh, okay. And that's what we're worried about here on the movie but Dummies podcast is about being fair. <laughs> that is that is like yes. Yep. My brain no work. <laughs> I was reading my list and I forgot what I was gonna say. So anyways, uh what I watched it it did was um Legion on FX. Oh, was it good? Dude, it's dope as nice. balls. Dope as balls. Okay, That's right. well, for those that think balls are dope, there you go. Um, Jugglers might, so suck it. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, <laughs> really good. I don't know. I didn't know much about Legion. I knew that he's Professor X's son, but I, that, that's all I knew. And, uh, the show exists, allegedly, it exists in the same universe as the movies. So there is going to be, I guess, maybe a chance of bleed over into, like, the first class era of the remakes of the X-Men movies. You know what I'm saying? Right. I gotcha. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very, very good. It's It's told through the eyes of an unreliable narrator, so you don't exactly know what's happening, and you can never tell what's real. Okay. So that makes it... It adds some intrigue to the show because you're like, this this is messed up. <laughs> huh. But uh, yeah, it's it's very very cool. I suggest you watch it. I will have to try FX is Legion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was about. It's so. about uh, X Men, mutants, all that jazz. Didn't know that. Cool. I thought it was like a when I first heard about it, I thought it was a spinoff of uh, Paul Bettany's movie Legion. <laughs> no, it's actually good. Whatever, that movie was awesome good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the other thing I watched was I started watching CW's Frequency from season one, which is uh-huh. a series remake of the Jim Caviezel, Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The movie's good, and the show is pretty good, good. too. It's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be, that's for sure. It's a good, solid storyline, you know what I mean? At least the movie was. So they I gotta some, imagine some more intrigue into the show as far as like the science behind how it's able to happen. In that, um, the girl—it's no longer Jim Caviezel. It's not a guy. It's a girl now, right? Um, playing the part of the modern-day police detective. She runs into somebody who can also do the same thing. Okay. But uh, yeah, so they're gonna have to explore that eventually. We'll see. But it's so cool. far, it's real good. I would. I would there was one more. When you're done, there's one more thing I did watch I forgot about last week that I'll have to say, but keep going. Okay, So, and then the last thing that I watched this week is John Wick 2, which you can hear all about my first impressions oh, of that. Jealous. In the, Me and my wife did a, a little first impressions podcast episode, so you can go find that and listen to that. Um, just, you know, it's everything you want it to be. Man, super jealous. Can't wait. My eyes teared want- up watching it. I was so happy. <laughs> Tears of joy streaming down my face. I'm not even lying. <laughs> as lame as that sounds, 
I was just so happy. The edge, the tears rolled down. That's right. My phone's ringing. That's not good. What was that? <clears throat> it was my phone ringtone. Well, the ringtone sounded like a song. It is a song. What song is it? It's a song called Densmore by Anamanaguchi. Oh, sounded like the beginning to like a U2 song. Uh-huh. No, it's not. Uh, evidently, because you just <laughs> told me. <laughs> let's see. Let's go here. I might be able to play it for you. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Densmore. That's amazing. Nope, it won't play. Okay. So anything else for you? Um, Nope, just that. All right, the one movie I did, I forgot. Did it play? I forgot to say. I, I watched a little bit. Okay. I watched Sicario. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Tell you what, it was really good. Um, I'm not a huge Emily Blunt fan. Um, uh, you know, she she's never in another movie again. I wouldn't care. But um, Krasinski's it was really wife? good. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I think she's great. I like her because I like him. Doesn't mean I gotta like her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, but you didn't it was like pretty her good. in a Tom Cruise Space Soldier movie. What's that? You didn't like her in the Tom Cruise Space Soldier movie? Nope. Wow, I'm a big Emily Blunt fan, dude. There's not much. I think she's overrated, personally. Oh well. She always plays this care. I mean, she's she's typecast, you know. So, I guess a lot of people are, but she always just plays this like. I well, know. I don't know. You said Ninja Assassin is a good movie, so I don't know how strongly <laughs> I should take. Your I opinion. said it was a fun, and I enjoyed it. Well, that's I never the same. said it was good. That's the same Listen thing. To the podcast again, you'll <laughs> say I'm just telling you it's not good. So but you, I liked it and enjoyed it. You know, if you might be a fan of Emily Blunt, just don't watch Ninja Assassin, basically, and you and Adam will be on the same page. <laughs> there just, you go. Just flipped. I gotta stick true to the name. I'm a dummy. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, that's what we did this week. Fun stuff. Sicario is really, really good. Benicio del Toro is really great in that in that movie. Oh, creepy good. Yeah, he's a Sicario, you know. All right, I kind of got that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there's going to be a sequel, from what I understand, so we'll get to see what? him murder some more people. Yeah, He gained weight for that, dude. And I just think that's what he looks like. <laughs> oh, well, compared to some of his other roles in the past, but anyway. That's what happens, bud. Time keeps on ticking. That's so true. Happened to me. That's right. It happened in reverse to Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you just cannot maintain that body mass for forever. <laughs> right. Dude, let's get into it. All right. Commando, 1985. Arnold Schwarzenegger is fresh off um, Terminator, the success of Terminator. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, uh, I do. Well, Terminator was 81, right. wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So. Somewhat fresh off. I mean, he's been he's in done, a couple. No, 84. Yep. So uh, he's done Conan, Conan the Destroyer, then Terminator. Yep. Um, and then he did Red Sonja, which mm. is just basically Conan again. Right. And then Commando. So at this, he's still in prime. Whoa. You got Sorry. an anger alert. Yes, I did. Did you um, get it? No. We don't live near each other. Hmm. <laughs> So uh, he's still in prime physical condition, and the dude looks like he sculpted out of frickin' rock. Yes. So much so that the beginning of this movie starts off as homoerotic as you can imagine, just staring at his body. 
<laughs> They're exemplifying his features, which he's so well known for. Carrying a log with one arm, he's like, yeah, I'm going to cut this down, and then I'm going to bone you with it. And a chainsaw on another. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just so manly. Yeah. But, um... Because as everybody knows, every retired Delta Force guy goes and buys a house up in the woods. And he's in, like, witness protection. So he's not, like... That wasn't necessarily his choice. These guys are supposed to be given new identities and new names because they're hiding then from they the really, bad guys. Then they really screwed up with the other guys at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it does start off <laughs> listen, with uh, Bill listen, Duke and you're friends. Gonna a, you're going to be a car salesman. Nobody's going to see you here. Oh, yeah, and he's he's been in a bunch of stuff, too, that guy. He was in Lethal Weapon. Right. Uh, then we got... It starts off with a uh, guy forgetting to take the trash out. <clears throat> And uh, his lady wife is sitting there with all her makeup on. I thought that was a weird choice. Right. She slept all night with her makeup. And he takes the trash out, gives it to the garbage guys. And he's like, oh, I thought you were going to forget me. And then they mow him down with Uzis. Bill Duke and his friends. I uh, thought I was going to miss you. We won't miss. <laughs> do, 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 do. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Pun liner. Yeah, that's what I call him. And this movie's there full of go. pun liners. <clears throat> and uh, like I said before, this is kind of like where they get the formula for Arnold movies. And I never really considered this as much, but I think Arnold kind of fancies himself uh, James Bond in a sort of way. Like I think Arnold fancies himself in whatever role he wants to see him in. I think he's definitely, like, you got people that will fall, drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, right. and Arnold is definitely drinking his no, own Kool-Aid. No, but I mean, he he does specifically James Bond things. Where he says one-liners after he kills people, you know, he's always suave, he's never really the bad guy, you know what I mean? Not necessarily like a spy, but he does, he has those James Bond tropes about him in almost every movie. Right. You know what I mean? I would agree, yeah. And this this one's especially, he's quipping and one-lining after like almost every single thing he does. Yeah. And especially after murdering people, which kind of makes you a sociopath. A little bit, a little bit. But that's what James Bond used to do in from Russia, from Russia with Love, I think. At the very beginning when Sean Connery throws the toaster in the bathtub and kills that guy, and he goes, shocking. You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wink at the camera now, yeah. Sean. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Uh-huh. And Arnold does this throughout the movie. You know, uh, try not to wake up my friend. He's dead tired. You know, just through yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> and yeah. it's enjoyable. I'm not going to say it's not. Well, it's gotten to the point to where you almost expect him to do it now. Oh yeah, you know, you know the and when he does the throwbacks from other movies, I'll be back. You oh know? yeah. Well, he throws this one in from Terminator. I mean, that's his catchphrase. He says it through almost every flipping movie he's in, and it's an inside joke. But at the same time, it is definitive. I'll be back, of Arnold. It's definitive of who Arnold is. Yeah. So. Well, they touch on that a lot in uh, Last Action Hero, but like the yes. thing I love about Arnold too is that he knows. People want to hear that. So he'll just sit right. there and he'll be talking to people on the street or whatever. And he'll say, get to the chopper or he'll say, you know, right. like uh, he was on Fallon and they're talking about the apprentice and they're talking about, well, what do you, what's your line going to be? Did you ever say you're fired in a movie? And he goes, of course I did. <laughs> in true lies when the guy's hanging on the missile, you know, I hit the button and I'm like, you're right. fired. So right. he, he loves it. Oh yeah. Which I think is, I think comes through on screen is he loves doing this crap. And I watched a, a behind the scenes of this movie, and I think he absolutely loved making this movie. Oh, I'm sure he did. 
I mean, this movie accentuates who he is on every level. Or at least who he wants to be. Oh, exactly, who he also wants to be, or at least the image of himself he's built up in his mind. I mean, you can't watch an interview without him talking up how big he expected to be. He's like, I knew I wanted to come to America and be a big movie star, you know? He he knew he wanted to do all this, all these, all the... How he would say all this big things. Oh yeah. Well, like <laughs> all the other thing things, is too uh-huh. is he doesn't want to be an Austrian superstar. He wants to be an American movie star. Yeah, for all of his faults, the dude loves everything America. I he, mean, he is. Well, he loves he American loves the movies of the well, American dream. Gave him everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the son of a Nazi, and he came here and to great fame and fortune. So I, I imagine he wanted to get out of there. Yeah. So, but. He loves American movies, and he wanted to be an American movie star. And he he fancies himself in this movie an American soldier. You know, he's like life size GI Joe. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> I think it works. So, anyways, we get we get the beginning plot: Bill Duke and friends are murdering all of old John Matrix, which is his so Austrian sounding name. Um, it's Arnold. <laughs> His whole crew from back when they were some sort of special forces, I don't think it's an actual branch. It was, it was supposed to be Delta Force. Was it Delta? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they gave him a name, did they? It's No. I mean, well, it's supposed to be Delta Force because even when, I mean, it's, it's uh, I, I don't know where exactly the movie does, but even when him and Bill Duke are fighting and he's like, this bra- Green Braid's going to kick your butt. He goes, I eat Green Braids for breakfast. Well, yeah. Um, but- yeah, it just says Elite I, Black I, I Ops wanted... Commando. I don't think it's a existing branch. Right. So, so they're like beyond the pale. You know, they're they're better than seals or green berets, as he says, because he eats those for breakfast. Right. That's why I I always figured it was Delta Force, but that's just me. So, yeah, I think he poops uh, Delta Force guys. That's how that's how elite their group is. Okay. <laughs> That's so then interesting. Yeah, we get okay. introduced after the the murder of all Arnold's teammates. You get introduced to Arnold, and then uh, him and his daughter Samantha. They have a play date, which they have an unbelievably like unrealistic relationship. Well, like... it's not just that. That's that's not necessarily true. The movie does this weird thing where it's and you got the steel drums, you know. And then right. uh, they're murdering everyone, and Arnold's got a tree on his shoulder, and he's got a chainsaw, and he's a man, and all of a sudden he's putting ice cream in his daughter's face. Right. And they're hugging and tickling each other and catching fish. It's it's the weird uh, montage they do during the credits. I don't know why they decided to go that way, because the music doesn't fit either, because it's the same... Well, they went that way because that's the whole premise behind what the movie's going to be set up on is... This incredible relationship that this guy has with his daughter, like the most no, no. important thing in the Why world. Why did they shift that tone like that without changing the music? Is what I'm oh, saying. Oh yeah, it, I guess I don't know. Ask James Horner that. James one. Horner needs uh, to be kicked in the balls. <laughs> he usually doesn't miss that, but I doubt that was James Horner's call. <laughs> I think so. it might have been because James Horner James... also took this music, this very same score, and used it again in 48 hours. So, yeah, yeah. He must have loved them steel drums, anyways. So we get this weird montage with uh, Alyssa Milano and Arnold, and you know you can just you're telling that they have a strong relationship, and uh, then they go out of the montage, and we learn that he's actually not American; he's actually German. 
which explains his accent. And I can't, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the only time ever in a movie he's been in where that's explained. Um, ooh, um, Red Heat. Red Heat, he's a Russian. <laughs> but he, right. <laughs> no, I, but where, it explains. Where otherwise he's playing an American dude, basically. I know what you mean, right. Um, uh, Escape Plan. Is he German in that? Um, he's Austrian. Did they say it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got He's me. even showing Austrian. There's very rare. I don't know any oh, of the Oh, yeah, he does he speak. He talks, speaks German in that speaks, movie. He speaks German. I don't know any of the movie he does that in. Yeah, that's true. So, so anyways, sorry. Continue. It, it took him 30 <laughs> more years to, <laughs> to play a, a German or an Austrian. I'm, Someone from the fatherland. Um. Okay, so... Uh, the the general, his former general, comes to tell him um, phone calls don't work in this in this universe. So he came in a helicopter with a bunch of guys to tell him that all of his teammates are getting killed and that he should come back and and suit back up for the good guys. And basically, what he did was lead the bad guys there. Because as soon as the helicopter takes off to leave, uh, the bad guys just start murdering everyone. Which I think is hilarious because that's explained. He's like, "Oh, we had to." Bring him out of hiding so that we could. He, they trace you down. It's like, yeah, they basically went the fast as a helicopter could through the mountains. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Or they already knew where he was and they were just waiting for the helicopter to leave. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give this movie a half a benefit of the doubt. Okay. And uh, I gotta, you know, my notes are hit and miss here. I'm not really following the plot. There's a fight. Blah blah blah. Arnold kills everybody that he can, and then and he can smell them. <laughs> yeah. I did. I'm a super commando. Um, right. the the bad guy Bennett. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, he's supposed to be somehow Arnold's match. You know what I mean? Right. And he needs he definitely the needs some to sleeves his on his yang. Shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's more like the y- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's not even the whole ying. I mean, he's fat. Right. He's out of shape. He's got. You know, no upper body, and you got Arnold, who looks like he's cut out of stone, and you got this guy who looks like he's cut out of donut, <laughs> wearing right. a weird like, as as the an article I I read said he looks like uh like hardcore Freddie Mercury. Right. He's, he's got his porn stash. He's got his chainmail uh, a shirt. He's got <laughs> you know. And gloves. He just, you know. You no, know, I and you know, you know, they do that to purpose to some extent because you know that Arnold doesn't really want anybody out doing him. No, it's not true. I don't know. Um, they actually had somebody else who was going to play the part who was smaller, actually, but probably in better shape. Right. But they didn't well, that's, re- that's refit the I'm costume saying. for this guy. That's why he looks so ridiculous. Right. Because this this is the same costume that the smaller guy was supposed to wear. Yeah. So, yeah, and it just, you know, I don't think Arnold would have a difficult time if, like, someone is, you know, he was on screen with Carl Weathers. Right, and Jesse Ventura back in the day. Jesse Ventura, yeah, they are both ripped back in the day. Yeah. You know, he didn't have a problem with that. It's not everybody's got to be Danny DeVito. <laughs> True. <laughs> Jules! Anyways, Julian. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you hit the outfit. So ridiculous. Uh, they trank him. They're gonna put him on a plane, right? Something like that to send him back to this right. island so that he can overthrow a government that he overthrew. And 
I got to ask too, like, why is Dan Hedaya playing a Hispanic guy? The dude is so so Italian. <laughs> I don't buy his accent for a second. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, South American, but I said Hispanic. Yeah, I think Latino. Yeah. Same thing. Latino. I think that's a little safer. Yeah, I think you could see like a little Bolivian kind of thing going on with him a little bit, but the accent is pretty. Well, he's yeah. got such a thick Italian like brogue about him. I mean, you know, it's like why? Yeah. You couldn't find yeah. a Latino guy in the 80s to right. do this? Where's, uh, right. what's his face? Danny Trejo at. Danny Trejo, he's with, in jail still at was, this point. Was Danny Trejo not doing movies in 1985? No, he's in jail, dude. <laughs> Let's find he's out. He's probably in jail in that, in that during that time. Why would you assume he was in jail? Because he was in jail for like a while. I don't know. All right, go. Anyway. He's been out of jail for 11 years. <laughs> oh, he's a boxing champion in, in San Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you, dude. He's probably in jail at that time. Holy crap, he's been in a lot of movies. Yes, he has. He's one of those, like, everybody... He's he's like dude, one of the cameo kings. He's in a movie in 1985 called Runaway Train. Oh, there you go. So, shame on you, commando people, right. for not hiring Danny Trejo for this role, because he would have been perfect. <laughs> you're, you're, you're profiling is horrible continue <laughs> oh yeah it's my fault they hired an Italian guy anyways <laughs> this is also in the same time frame where Fisher Stevens was you know a uh, Indian dude in short circuit so nice so Arnold uh, murders a dude on a plane oh he says I'll be back too before that, but then oh, he, yeah. murder, he murders that dude on the plane, and then you get the line, "Oh, my friend is dead, tired. Don't wake him up." And, yeah, uh, he knocks him out and snaps his neck. He jumps off the off the plane's wheel as it's in flight, and I looked it up. Uh, and a plane that size needs to be going roughly 180 miles an hour to achieve takeoff, right. to achieve liftoff. You would, so you would look that up. <laughs> well, I needed to know. First of all, right. it's a dummy, so. Right. There's no worries there. Second of all, it's not the fact that he was, I don't know, 75, 100 feet off the ground and jumped into a water. That's not a problem. The fact is he's going 180 miles an hour. He would have skipped across <laughs> that those glades <laughs> like a stone and been murdered. No, not, not when you're Delta Force. Yeah, I guess not when you're Delta Force. Well, <laughs> physics doesn't apply in this movie. We'll see. Right. But I... I yeah, he, he defied physics because he falls straight down into the water, too. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's got 11 hours. He clicks it on his watch, and it's basically, you know, a timer for how many people he can murder in 11 hours because this dude, all he does is just murder people. He's a killing machine. And what I would have loved, too, is, like, everything in this movie is real clunky. Like, he's a commando, but yeah. he, he has to struggle a lot to beat these people up, especially Bill Duke. Right. You know what I mean? He'd be murdering these people like he did in True Lies. And I wish right. that I wish more of the action could have been like True Lies and less like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I just stopped this and watched True Lies. <laughs> I wish I would have. But there's okay, there's there is some stuff about this movie I love. So, anyways. Oh yeah. Uh, and this is where I said, what? "Screw you, James Horner," for using the same score in 48 hours. Yeah, I wrote that down. 
<laughs> and then we get Note. introduced to Ray Don Chong, and she's a damsel in this movie. Usually she's some sort of a tough chick beating people up or something, usually. But she's like half a damsel in this movie because right. she's also like, oh, you guys are so stupid. You eat too much red meat. So right. feminism <laughs> yeah. was on her mind, but just not for the audience's sake. <laughs> and we get Sully, who Arnold says he likes, and he's going to kill him last. All right. He's got one of the worst lines in this whole movie where he's in the bar. And he's like, oh, man, this place used to be cool for hunting Slash. What a jerk. <laughs> what a sleaze bag. Hunting well, Slash. Well, they want you to make him think about that, and he is. <laughs> then he sees Ray Don Chong, who he had noticed earlier by trying to hit on her when she was at a phone, and she he goes after her. And Arnold's there, and then there's some fighting, and some security guards get knocked over, and then they escape. Um, they chase Sully down. They crash his uh, douchebag Porsche, <laughs> that, flipping it onto its side. Do you, do you notice through all the rest of the chase that Porsche is perfect after that? Mm-hmm. Well, it got rolled onto its side. No big deal. Right. Well, I know. But it's when he roll, flips it back over, it's like all oh, smashed yeah. up. But during the rest of the chase, it's a perfect Porsche. Sure. After that, it was that was one of the biggest movie goofs. I've Dude, ever are you seen. really going to rag what, on this movie for continuity errors? Uh, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the, one of the easiest ones to get. Just keep driving the piece of crap banged up Porsche, man. But hey, where's the double? <laughs> Let's replace it with a right. brand spanking new one. Anyway. It's uh so fresh and so clean, clean. Right. So we've got um. Yeah, they escape from there. They get Sully. Uh, he tries to get Sully to give up where Bill Duke is going to be meeting him. And he, Bill, or, uh, sorry, Arnold already knows where because he took the key out of his pocket. Right. And that's where we get, I don't know, the best line in this whole movie. Hey, Sully, remember how I told you I was going to kill you last? Yeah, yeah, that's you, right. You that's did, right, Matrix. Matrix. You, you said did. that. You said that. I lied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lied. I lied. He's he holding drops. up with one arm. Like then he the drops most the dummy. macho thing in the world. Right. The dummy. <laughs> he probably could hold that dude up with one arm. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that dude's tiny. Yeah, no. <laughs> I bet you he could. But, no. But it was amazing nonetheless. <laughs> you don't think you could hold up 120 pounds? With one arm? With one arm like fully extended? No, I don't know anybody that can. <laughs> I've watched them do it on America's or World's Strongest Man competitions. They hold up them barbells on each side, and they're like 120 pounds. Huh? No. Uh, I don't I know. green berets for breakfast. So anyways, I had green berets for breakfast. That's, that's where we're headed to next. Uh, he goes to meet up with Bill Duke. They have a girly fight in the hotel room, and that's where Ray Don Chong is like, You guys eat too much red meat! And then uh, right. he throws him through a table leg. Um, <laughs> throws him through a table leg. <laughs> is, that or, is that not what happens? <laughs> it was amazing. He just went right through that thing. <laughs> also, Bill Duke's gun sounds like it's some sort of like 50 caliber rifle. I mean, it's boom. Right. We did that 80s supercharged, you know. Right. Just to tell you that he had a big gun gun sound. Uh, yeah, he gets thrown through a table leg and dies. Uh, you don't ever see his face or nothing either. You just see this, the bloody 
table leg popping through his chest, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so then they take his car, and they go off searching for some more bad guy stuff. And that's where uh, they go to that shipyard or whatever and figure out something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just give up. But it's somewhere in here where Radon Chong and uh, Arnold were supposed to have a love scene that got cut out of the really? movie. And it got cut out of the movie because uh, the production company said, we can't do this. We wouldn't be able to show this movie in the South because of the interracial relationship. Oh, wow. So just think, huh. 32 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible. Wow. And as That's dumb crazy. as that sounds today, right? But that was a real thing they had to do. Wow. So That's crazy. But their actual love scenes are probably recorded for posterity somewhere in Arnold Schwarzenegger's home library. So. For posterity. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. So after that, man, I, I really don't... I need your help here. She <laughs> shoots the... <laughs> or he gets picked up by the cops. Right. And she ends up uh, getting uh after they, because they're breaking the surplus store. That's it. The surplus store. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, and because <laughs> every surplus store just keeps, you know, rocket launchers on standby they do not. for that one, <laughs> for, the, for that customer who just needs a rocket launcher. That and would be illegal. She shoots, shoots it the wrong way. Especially seeing that's in California, right? I mean, they can't even buy a pistol there without having a hernia check. Right, yeah. So the fact that they have rocket launchers and machine guns and grenades and all that jazz just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, she shoots the rocket launcher the wrong way, blows up a telephone booth or something. Has enough time to turn it around and (laughs) reorient or orientate herself and if you want to save the guy why would you shoot the vehicle he's in with a rocket hey who knows man because she's a good shot yeah she does real good i'm just gonna clip it (laughs) and he comes out too looking like a cartoon he's all like smoky right you know what i mean like he might as well like remember when that guy got blew up by the bomb in jingle all the way Uh, yes and he looks like a cartoon it was like that so, yeah. listeners out there, you don't know what I'm talking about. Perfect. Um, oh, we get a Bill Paxton sighting. Yeah. I wonder if they I became buddies uh, when they were working on Terminator. Because Bill Paxton was one of the punks that he kills. Yes, he was. Young, young, young Very punk. Young. Yeah, it was one of his first movies. Oh, wow. Bill Paxton. Man, what a little gift to cinema. Yeah, I love Bill Paxton. <laughs> Game oh, over, he's... man! So... Game over. Game over, man. Yeah. Arnold and old Radon get in a seaplane. Of course, and, uh, because along with everything else, he knows how to fly a plane. She flies it. Come on now. Oh, like he. Because she's some she, sort of stewardess they, that wants got, to fly I a got, plane. I got hours. Yeah. Right. It's not that It's not that far-fetched. At least she's like in the flight industry. You That's know? true. Yeah, so they make their way to the special island where he gets on the way he gets in a speedo, and yeah. uh, then he hops into a rubber boat in the speedo, and Radon I think like her jaw hits the floor like a cartoon, because <laughs> she's just staring <laughs> at him hard, man. And then he rows the boat, rows the boat to the island where he's going row, to save his row, daughter, row and the then boat. subsequently murder every single person on that island. Oh yeah. And then, like, they come back to life, and then he murders him again. (laughs) 
just in time for backup to arrive and feel absolutely useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we made it. I'll see you next time. Not a chance. Clean up. He should have been like, clean up on aisle 13. Yeah. <laughs> clean up on aisle, uh, what's the island's name? Island. <laughs> <laughs> on aisle, it's like Verde Ray or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Dumb. Uh, so he goes, he murders everyone, dude. In the most unrealistic fashion. Valverde. This is Valverde, okay. On Isle Valverde. Right. So this is still the era of the 80s and 90s where people held guns where they thought it looked cool in movies instead of like and how someone hit, who was tactically trained actually abs- would. Could hit absolutely everything. Right. There's right. just no way. Only the good guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's shooting. He doesn't hit much either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just fires enough to I mean, hit something. <laughs> <laughs> he, it, I think he has the advantage of more bullets than the bad guys. Because he's, right. he's got this machine gun. He's just mowing everybody down. <laughs> and uh, they're just falling. And he's destroying all the landscaping. And <laughs> I mean, the, he's, the, the tool shed is my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, where he takes the, the saw blades and cuts a dude's head off. Like, scalps him. <laughs> then he takes the other one and, sh- and rams it in the dude's chest, kills the dude with a pitchfork. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He just swings down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. That's the best. <laughs> uh, he makes his way inside eventually, and he finds Dan Hedaya. And uh, you, as you can see Dan Hedaya on the stairs, and they're having their little gunfight, and Arnold's got his shotgun, you just know. Like, I knew. I saw it. I'm like, yep, he's going to make his way up them stairs and stand in front of that window. <laughs> so you can go out the window and fall off, right? Right. And what do you know? It's like I've seen a movie before because it actually happened. <clears throat> he uh, he he does not meet a very good end. Old Dan Hedaya. His racist accent gets him shot and thrown out a window. <laughs> and thus another dummy falls to its demise. Oh, yeah. And then we get <laughs> we get the final showdown, right? Now that we talk about it, there are so many dummies in this movie. There's dude. a lot. Well, like, and they're not good ones even either. When the grenades, when the I know when the grenades go off, these dummies just go. Oh, do you remember the part where he sets up the explosives and he blows up the whole compound? Those right. the dummies that are on the sticks, they don't even move. Oh my god! They're just I know. standing there and they're like, <sighs> yeah. And one of them, when he throws the knife, um, he throws a big honey knife, mm-hmm. and then. The knife is in the guy before it actually gets to him. Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Th- <laughs> Those smash cuts that they do to hide that stuff, they weren't very good in this movie. No, they weren't. But no. 10 million bucks, man. I think you see all tel- 10 million on screen because at oh, the very least you get Arnold you with his do. shirt off. I mean, you think about the shots they did, where they went, the locations of it, and like even some of the special effects. Dude, they didn't even explosions. leave LA. <laughs> What? I don't even think they left L.A. Well, the funny thing was, well, that's what I'm saying, but they went to different locations. I mean, it wasn't just all in one little area. And then the Porsche itself, the busted up Porsche, had to cost at least two grand to buy. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It was probably Arnold's or something, you know? That's also a thing. How could Arnold drive that Porsche? That's what I want to know. Right. Did he rip the seat Hmm. out of that one, too? So, it's kind of like Mr. Incredible. (laughs) There you go. Oh, man. So... Uh, the final showdown. It's the final yes. showdown. 
Between, As Joe uh, would call it, the boss fight. The boss battle between the homoerotic uh, protagonist and antagonist. They, Bennett is in love with them, man. And it's like, it's bananas. <laughs> it's bizarre. And he's like, uh, aren't, what's our, oh, I got the clip right here. Uh, it comes down to a face-off. Bennett's got the daughter, Samantha. And uh, I don't even know what her name is in this movie. She'll always be Samantha from Who's the Boss to Me. Um, and he's oh, got a Jen? gun to her. Jenny? Is that Jenny Matrix? Yeah. He's got a gun. Arnold's been shot. He's, uh, you know, he's he had to get winged so that it would be an equal fight in a minute. And then Arnold oh, tries right. to convince him to drop the gun with because he knows that Bennett's in love with him, and this is how he does it. I just want to pull a trigger to put a knife in me and look me in the eye. See what's going on in there when you turn it. That's what you want to do, right? To which Bennett jizzes in his pants. Going, oh, oh Matrix, oh, I'm going to stab you. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, here, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm going to kill no, you now! See? Oh, my gosh. I don't need no gun! See? Yeah. That's post-coitus kind of yelling. Like, I don't know what you made me do. I feel awkward. Ugh, I'm mad at you now. I, things happen really weird for you, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause yeah. None of my pre-anything is like that. <laughs> no, he's angry because he's he doesn't know that he's gay. But Arnold totally calls him on it. And he's like, yeah, stick it in me, Bennett. I know you want to watch my eyes when it sticks in me. Which this makes... is going to make the cut. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna, dude. Seriously, that's what this movie's about. <laughs> oh my god! Thanks. I think I'll take a pass. Oh. So, <clears throat> yeah, he he tricks him. He drops the gun, grabs his knife. They have a little knife fight. It's as gay as uh-huh. it could be. Um, because Arnold's been winged, it's kind of a fair fight. It's the only way I think that this would go down at all. How it does in the movie, I don't know. But Arnold gets the the better the upper hand by ripping a pipe off the wall and chucking it <laughs> as if he's some expert javelin thrower. And he is. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on, it, man. It, he throws it not just hard enough to, to like knock him out, but it stabs him through the chest and then into a, through uh, the chain mail, <laughs> through the chain mail. Yeah. Out both sides, front and back seas. And then it went in through a steel container, which housed some right. steam and then steam starts pulling out of the pipe. Where we get there you go. We get the second best or the first best tied for the first best one liner of the whole movie. Yep, let off some steam, Bennett, and he's murdered his boyfriend, so he gets to feel safe in his sexuality once again. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, yeah. So he grabs his daughter. They make their way to the beach. Uh, Somehow, Radon Chong's got the the seaplane moved. The generals showed up, all the cavalry's in, and they are uh, there just in time to clean up the bodies, right? Isn't that what he says? Right. right. Did you leave anything for us? Just bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I love Arnold. Son of a gun. Oh, man. So that's it. That's what happens. They get on, They start walking towards the plane. Um at this point, you don't know why he's going back with Ray Don Chong or why she's stuck around. 
because you didn't oh, get to because see. because they got the little nuclear family now, dude. Well, they you got didn't like... get to see that they uh, they had a thing at all because they had to cut it out of the movie. Oh, you could tell it was there. I mean, you could sense it, especially at the end when they all embrace and freaking now she's got a mom. <laughs> I guess. But, you know, how would the South feel about that, an interracial family like that? I think it's implied. <laughs> well, it had to be implied because of, uh, you know, societal racism cutting it out of the movie. So, anyways. Yeah, so he's walking back to the plane, and the general's like, all right, we'll see you next time. And he's like, eh, there's not going to be a next time. So, <laughs> at first I was like, oh, wait a second. I don't remember them setting this up for a sequel that never happened. And then he goes, not right. a chance. So I'm like, okay, that's why. There's a sequel that never happened. Yeah, unfortunately. Actually, there was a sequel to this movie. There's a sequel in 2017. Or 16. Yeah, late. but not exactly a but sequel. It's, it's foreign made. Right. It's a off. Yeah, I mean, it was inspired by... I think it's basically a fan film. Right. So. But I would love to see him come back now and do a, a sequel to this movie. Arnold now? Yes. What would he do? Murder people. Like, tell you what, he'd start at the nursing home, and like, it'd be like Red. <laughs> it would be like The Expendables, except it'd right. just be the one guy. You could get Alyssa Milano to come back. What's she doing? What's she doing? <laughs> no, you know, no. Radon Chong, she's still acting, isn't she? Nah, last time I checked, yeah. You know, and you could get Danny Trejo this time, do it right. The revengeful brother of... There you go, Dan Hedaya's, you know, his brother. He was in San Quentin like, while, while Arnold went and like, killed his brother. Turn so. this into, like, Die Hard with the go. vengeance. Yeah, this time, actually, you could shoot on a location that wasn't in Los Angeles. Right. Go kill some people. Get oh, some more ooh. Arnold standbys to come back. You know, have Walton Goggins to come in, maybe, do something. Walton Goggins. He looks like he's lost some weight. <laughs> Um, It'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah, you know, Arnold's in this movie coming out now where he's crying the whole time about his family getting killed. I don't want to see that. I want to see him kill people. What movie is that? Oh, the airline one? The Aftermath. Yeah. I tagged you in that. Yeah, so I don't want to see him sitting there crying. I want to see him, like, tears of joy streaming down his face as he's snapping somebody's neck. Right. That's what I want to see. I want more true lies. The aftermath is basically collateral damage without the action. Without, yeah, he's not a firefighter who all of a sudden knows how to murder people. <laughs> yeah, it's probably collateral damage meets Maggie. I don't know if you saw Maggie. He cried. In I have movie not too. seen Maggie yet. Nope. Yeah, his daughter was a zombie. So. Right. I mean, I knew what it was. I just haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, he cries in that movie too. He's sad about his daughter. Yeah. So that's he's it, man. He's showing his acting chops. He does. Well, have. I think he's. I think he's always been a decent actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's got range. He just doesn't have that much range to no. do anything. He's he's, he's one not of those guys a, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a, a yeah quote quote quote. He's he's not a Matthew McConaughey. No, he's not a character actor. Exactly. But he, he can act. So, you know? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. I mean, I buy him as John Matrix. I, I buy him as Harry Tasker. Whatever, man. Bring it on. Right. Mm-hmm. T-800. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Conan. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to hear the lamentation of the women. So, <laughs> this movie, buddy. Any thoughts? Um, I mean, you're gonna know my thoughts on this. I mean, I mean, you could probably tell me my thoughts on it. You know, you Go love this movie because guess, it's ridiculous. Yes. Guess what I'm gonna say. Just, just take a wild stab here. You're an Arnold fan. Okay. That's gonna be in your phrasing, right? I like this movie Probably. because I can shut my brain off and watch him kill people. <laughs> um, pretty close. Perfect. I mean, listen, everything about this movie I like. Uh, of course, I'm an Arnold fan. I mean, uh, but even like the soundtrack. See, for you, the soundtrack is weird and goofy. Don't get me wrong; it's weird and goofy, but it's '80s, right? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem I mean, with it if he didn't reuse it for another movie. Right, I got that, but I watch it and I love everything's eighties, and and that's probably why I love everything eighties because I relate to things like this. You know what sure. I mean? No, I so, mean if you look at this movie as a section of the time that it's in, you can't like I made fun of it for everyone shooting from the hip, right? Instead of actually right. holding the weapons well, in tactical style. This is the, uh, by every stretch, by every stretch, not stretch, by every definition, this is a blockbuster. Well, sure. I mean. When but this came what I'm out saying is, 19... though, is like, I I can make fun of it for that because that's what they do in movies now. That's what John Wick does, right? But this yeah. movie, at this time, nobody shot guns like John Wick. They all shot them like Commando. Right. So you can't fault the movie too much for being ridiculous and cheesy because that's what everyone did. Right. No, I got you. So, so. I mean, as for me, you know, I like these are one of the things like, uh, uh, and I don't want to say I shut my brain off. If anything else, this takes me back. Sure. Right? Um, it takes me back to everything that was good about 80s movies. The homoeroticism. Um, every- the action. Before you came along and ruined <laughs> that, man. Yeah. You're right. Because there isn't a ton of 80s movies with a bunch of homoerotic stuff. You know what? It, not unless you're looking for it. No. Mm, okay. Thank you very much. I'll be looking for it, unfortunately, everywhere. So thank you for ruining the 80s for me. <laughs> no. Oh, um, but no, for me, I mean, it's 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 a blockbuster. It's good. It stands the test of time for me. I could sit down and my kids, an appropriate version, my kids would love this film, right? Sure. Um, because it just, it's just good. Um, so, I mean, a test for me, for this film is, I mean, it's just that. Could I sit down and put it in and watch it again and again and again and again? It's not Ninja Assassin by any stretch of the imagination. Bad, right? Night no, close. it's not nearly as bad. Well, hold on. They're both equally as bad, but Ninja Assassin didn't have any redeeming quality. Right. Well, you know? I don't know about equally as bad. I mean, unfortunately, Ninja Assassin, what it has against it is the fact it was made in 2009. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a strike against it. <laughs> that's, that's what condemns that movie. Sure. Yeah, um, but this has so much, there's so much fun in this movie because it's Arnold. Right. Love him well, or hate him. You know, he's, from he's him at least fun a, to watch. Pushing an pushing a SUV down the hill and riding it without any power steering or, or brakes. brakes or anything yeah. like that. Or him, you know. Flipping over a a a nine eleven, I yeah. It's just ripping it's out cool. the seat of that MG, murdering everyone, taking this a, is a saw blade and cutting a dude's scalp off. It's, I love it. Here's the thing: this is a movie that makes every little kid want to be a commando. Makes every little kid or every person that watches it makes them want to be the hero. Makes them want to be 
Like, I get the infatuation with the idea of becoming a famous movie star in a role like this, sure. right? I mean, people, I mean, that that's the thing. Everybody heads out to Hollywood and, and dreams of making a big on the oh. screen and doing a role like this, being the hero, right? You want to do this, right? Yeah. And you want to be a cowboy in a movie. Right. So, I mean, this movie is exactly everything that is right with filmmaking on a lot of levels. The idea of what it instills in the audience and what makes you feel and the way, yeah, are there problems in this? Absolutely. We both talk about that. You know, the cuts aren't that great. Uh, The transitioning is not that great. But, I mean, this is where you sit down and you think of the actual term blockbuster. This is it. This is, so, I mean, as far as I go, this is everything I want to sit down and watch a movie as. It's a feel good, feel great. Um, but at the same time, it is it's it stands the test of time. You know what I mean? Well, you know. Um, this this will be as good the ninetieth time as it was the first time. Well, that so. is that is absolutely true. It's never going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, but, but it's honestly, not like, worse. so what would you rate it then, really quick, before I get into my diatribe? All right, so my rate on this, um, and uh, we might want to look at redoing our rating system because I have to give a lower score in the in the in the in the whole scheme of movie history. It has to get like a six. Um, I think that because you know what, nothing wrong with that. I'd say six and no six six and a half. Once again, but I'm going to always do this. My rating for a movie, I give this thing like an eight. Sure. But but it has to be a six to six and a half. I'm keeping the time frame. I'm keeping the budget in mind. I'm keeping the actual actors. You know, these aren't, these aren't uh, you know, Al Pacino's or... Uh, well, you're right. You can't sit here and compare this movie to John Wick because it's just right. not... It's not of the same time. There was different oh, sensibilities then. They are then. not from the same cloth at all. No. Right. You got to so. understand, this was 1985. They didn't do things the way they do now. Ultra realism wasn't a thing. Right. So, so, I guess so, it's I mean, my turn. I'll, I'll get into it In the grand scheme, now. I give it six, six and a half. For myself, I give it at least an eight. At least an eight. Because, like I said, I could watch this ten times through the course of... I mean, I'll always stop this on the television if I see it on the channel. I'll stop and I'll watch, I'll watch it. I'll watch him murder some people. Why the hell not? <laughs> you know, I, I, who doesn't love Arnold, right? And, and he's a freaking movie Never star. trust somebody who doesn't like Arnold. He's a freaking <laughs> movie star. And right. what I love most about this movie more than anything else is this gave us the formula that we would come to know and love. We get Arnold murdering people. We get him being uh, greater than human. We get him... Uh, one-lining it while he's just slaughtering people, showing that he's an absolute sociopath. You know... It's the epitome of the action hero. Well, it not just... It set up a style of movie making where it's not going to be ultra-serious. There's going to be some camp, and there's going to be some fun. And that makes a movie fun. I really do think so. And for as much as I make fun of this movie for being stupid or whatever, this movie's fun to watch. It's ridiculous, but it's fun to watch. You know, and you got you got the '80s problems with homoeroticism because they didn't quite understand that you can't go that macho without kind of seeming gay. <laughs> you know, not anymore, anyways. Definitely not anymore. You know, like I'm I'm watching Bennett, and I think it seemed like that guy was putting his penis in that man's buttocks. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's that's just what I heard. And I was You've like, been waiting to hit that hit that sound bit, haven't you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my god, I love this movie. I love it, and because we're talking about um, where you're going to place this in movie history, right? I'm going to give this movie a seven because it gave us Arnold Schwarzenegger as we love and know him today. It gave us. It gave us the yeah. the blueprint for True Lies, for Predator, for all these movies. That he would be right. this guy who wasn't ultra serious. You know, he is the Austrian wants to be American James Bond. Yeah, you know what I mean. He no, wants, I got you. No, I think and, it's good. I like the way you looked at it from the actual the the whole um, the whole fi- side of filmmaking because. The way you look at it, it actually does bump it up from that six, six and a half to a little bit higher because sure. it does give us that that, like, uh, that, that, that formula. So I like can rag that. on it that good. it's I'm poorly good. made, and it is. Had a weak script, had uh, stuff cut out of it for different reasons that make it make less sense. Um, they had hardly any budget. You know, when it was 1985, they didn't do things like they do now. So there's all that stuff going against it, but I think it adds to the flavor of the movie and it being super campy and fun. Right. No, I'm with you. You know, that's like, I like the way you look at it. I'd love to see this now, you know, as much fun as John wick is. And I think that movie's a 10 out of 10. Um, I'd love to see Arnold murder people and make a funny one liner. Right. You know what I mean? I'd like, I'd like to see some of that again, maybe combining styles like the expendables only half did it because they took it super seriously. Right, right, and I, I was about to actually mention that same exact thing because, like, and I was going to say we get half of that in the Expendables, so we get um, it in Red, but those movies are—it's not the same. They're bogged down um, by the fact that Bruce Willis is such a piece of crap. Nobody wants to work with him. So, oh, he is. Yeah. Oh. When's the last movie you seen him in, bud? Um, I don't know. Red Two. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, some offbeat uh, direct-to-DVD movie. Exactly, that's all he can do now. Swart, or hmm. Stallone booted him from Expendables 3, calling him greedy and lazy, so... Hmm. That was, I think, the last yeah. time he was going to be in a a big movie. Major, bot, ma- yeah. major production. So, all that being said, I love this movie, you love this movie. I hope everybody mm-hmm. out there loves this movie. At least gives it a chance. Enjoy the camp, enjoy the ridiculousness... You know, and enjoy watching this dude do what he was meant to do. Kill people in movies. Right. And as much as he'd probably like to get away from that, I think every actor likes to get away from that one, like uh, the Ben Stiller, you know. um, uh, I don't think he wants to get away from this dude. This dude owns a tank. No, don't get me wrong. I think he does. I think that's why he tries. I. I don't think he wants to get away from it. I think he wants to prove that he's more than that, which, yeah, fine, he can be. But sure. unfortunately, when you cast that big of a shadow on the action realm, when you created, you basically created, you stamped, and you produced what an action hero is, it's hard to get away from that. It really is. Sure. Can he do more? Sure. Should he do more? Possibly. But... I think anybody who's as big in that one, it's kind of like, uh, look at The Rock, perfect example. Yeah. The Rock dominated wrestling, but The Rock says, I want to be something more. So what does he do? He goes into movies, and did he suck at first? Absolutely, on some well, of the films. I don't think that's exactly um, his fault. 
I should no, I don't think it was. I think it was typecasting. But you look at him, and he still wanted to become. And he even says in interviews, he goes, "I want, I want to be, I want to be Dwayne Johnson. I don't want to be The Rock." But where he went right, where he, I mean, he is the next person outside of Arnold Schwarzenegger to successfully do this on a large scale. He looked at himself and says, "Okay, I am The Rock." Mm-hmm. And Arnold, I think, has did it. He go, Arnold says, "I am the bodybuilder, right? I am the action hero." And then what they do is they embrace it and they find different ways to embrace that. Sure. And so that's why he's known as Dwayne The Rock Johnson now. And not just Dwayne Johnson or not just The Rock. He successfully did that. But he wanted to prove I can do more. That's why he has a seven buck, uh, seven bucks production. Yeah. That's why he does reality shows. That's why he does um, the, 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 the TV sitcom, not sitcoms, the TV episodes, ballers and movies and I mean, he, he dubs himself as the hardest working man in Hollywood because he wanted to get away from just being the wrestler, The Rock. Um, so I think Arnold wants to do that. I don't think Arnold had the same um, means to do that as The Rock did because if you look at it, one of the real reasons, not the real reason, one big reason The Rock was able to span that is social media oh, and some of the jobs Because Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's that? Well, yeah, that's what I, I understand that, but I think uh, I think uh, I he, think he's the followed Rock his blueprint has down to the T. Right. Do I think movies, the Rock, like you, kill I think people. the Rock has a lot to credit towards Arnold Schwarzenegger for breaking that mold of um, okay, action guys can do more, or action guys can be enjoyed on multiple different levels. Well, not um, just that. Be funny. That too. Be, right. self, be self-aware exactly. that you're a giant man, you know, in a in a bigger than life world, and make don't take it so seriously that you can't make a few jokes like the rundown, like uh, Central Intelligence. You know, he's the only time he's super serious is when he's in the Fast and Furious movies. Like really, right? You know, but even those are filled with humor. They, you know, what's Tyrese right. like? Oh, look, look, you just rubbed yourself down with baby oil. And I think that <laughs> that's all comes from Arnold straddling that line and letting you know that, okay, I know what I am. Right. And, I and think you can that make blueprint, it as what you are. You know, you don't have to become that. Right. So, but use but yeah, it to your so, advantage. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, so yeah, I think this needs to be a movie that when everybody needs to watch, everybody has to just say, okay, sit down. And it is more than just an Emmy or it's more than just a, um, you know, a liberal arts performance. You know what I mean? Right. It can be fun. It can be campy. It can be serious. And it can be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, Self-aware? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. But anyways, there it proves that there is more than one dynamic to make a blockbuster. You can take all those and put them together and make something really cool. So well, that blueprint's not going to work for everyone, but it's worked for people no. like Arnold, and it's worked yeah. for people like uh, The Rock. But if you look at Stallone's movies, who's you know probably going for like the number two spot for '80s action heroes, he went right. the completely different way. His movies aren't fun. No, no, they're serious. They're some of them even try to send a message, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah. that, and there's a reason why I think Stallone he might be a more successful director and actor than Arnold, as far as like uh, awards go. Maybe, yeah. but I think Arnold's box office blows Stallone's away. 
Oh, without a doubt. So, and that just tells you <laughs> what mean, kind of movies people want to go see. But what's crazy is take Rocky away from that, he really wouldn't be even close. You know, that's, know a, I mean? that's a heck of a first swing, though, bud. I know. Can't I realize that. that. And, you know, First Blood is a pretty good, dang good movie. Oh, yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Well acted, well produced, well made, but it's not fun. Right. Not like Commando or not like Predator or, you know, a lot of these movies. And I think, you know, that's, I think if, what's... if a movie's fun to watch, it can be as bad as the day is long. But, you know, look at the ones that are, are bad and no fun. Ninja Assassin. That movie could have been a hell of a lot of fun. Right. I mean, the action in that movie is ridiculous. Yeah. Over the top. They should have made, you know, the other stuff just as campy and fun. But then you take a look at, like, this movie, Predator. You know, here's a perfect movie. Tremors. You know, that movie has is way better than the sum of its parts. It's just so much fun because those guys are ridiculous and they make it fun to watch. So here's something cool. We were just talking about this box office wise. Stallone actually beats out the total numbers and Schwarzenegger's in the eighties out of total combined up to date. I'm just talking about the eighties. Right. I'm just saying now that is with the combined of Arnold taking an eight year hiatus. Yeah. So, I mean, he did a lot less movies than Stallone. Arnold's to date box office one point one point nine five billion. Stones is two point zero nine billion. Well, if you t- were to divide that up between how many movies, I think Schwarzenegger right. has done better. Well, because what's crazy he's done a lot less ex- movies. The Expendables movie al- alone ha- have been worth half a million dollars almost. You mean billion? Yeah, half a billion. I'm sorry, yeah. half a billion dollars almost. So take just the Expendables out of it. Um, the Terminator two though is worth 520 million by itself. I mean, that's crazy in the scheme of totals. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, so that's just kind of crazy. I think we've talked longer about why we like this movie than we did about the movie. So, (laughs) oh man. But yeah. Um, wow. 1.8 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. They're not worth, I think, uh, Arnold's well, worth well more. Uh, I he married imagine. a Kennedy, so. What? He married a Kennedy, so. He doesn't get any of that money, are you kidding me? Don't yeah. That made him a lot of money. Exactly. He gets half of everything they made since they've been together, so. Other way around, too, depending on who made more. It's hard to tell. So, anyways, that is our thoughts on Commando. Please watch the movie, please, 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 and then uh, let us know what you thought about it at facebook.com slash movie dummies. Twitter, so at movie dummies. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And all that jazz, movie dummies at gmail.com. Just let us know. Let's have some fan interaction here. Let's do this. If you don't mind the homoeroticism, just say we're stupid. That's fine. And if you never saw it before and Joe ruined it for you, let us know. <laughs> I didn't ruin anything. It was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm not, it's not mm-hmm. my fault you're uncomfortable with your sexuality. That's. I'm totally comfortable with my sexuality, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> totally um, comfortable. So, yeah, that's it. That's Commando, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And we're going to come back next week and talk about another Arnold movie because it is the 30th anniversary of the running man nice and i run (laughs) run we're talking about a bad movie that's got a lot of like great one-liners and 
you know, good moments. Um, oh, we know which one this is coming. It's the Running Man. Now, well, the, the one-liners. Oh no, the I'm not. That's one Arnold's best one-liner of all time. We're gonna wait for it for next week, bud. So, all right. I'm gonna give you this. Uh, stick through the beginning of the movie. It starts off kind of weird and kind of slow, but keep going, guys, and uh, watch Running Man. Yes. And we will see you guys <laughs> next week. Must be real proud of yourself. Right. <laughs> oh man, the running man. All right. So, for Joe, I'm Adam. And for Adam, I'm Joe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Stay dumb. Stay dumb. Yeah. That's it. Stay dumb and. Well, that's not just it, but I thought that was a good little catchphrase we could say at the end. Oh, And, as always... (laughs) We already have one catchphrase. In the iconic... uh, We've got two catchphrases now. In the iconic Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, Joe, go ahead. Um, uh, Yeah, stay dumb. And? I'm too dumb to say the other one. You have to do it. Yay, Michael Bay. Yeah, yay. <laughs> Ugh, Bennett, I want to stick my knife in you. Ugh. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.